Oh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. I hope you all are enjoying life as much as we are. Um, we, we've got a little cedar pollen problem going on around here, so everybody's noses are running and then their eyes are watering. Uh, but uh, it just makes everybody look really emotional. Um, so uh, at first I thought maybe the millennials are rubbing off on everybody, and then it hit me, no, this is the cedar. Um, so I hope you all are as charged up about the New Year as we are. we got so much good stuff cooking. And I hope that you've positioned yourself uh, in the same way that, that, that we have to be able to just roll into the new year really, really excited. Um, and I want to talk about some things today. One, um, uh, if anybody has a question as we're going through this, please go ahead and uh, raise your hand. Uh, and we'll, um, right now everybody is muted, so um, if, if you have a question, raise your hand and we will unmute you. Probably. There's some people on the call that I probably will not unmute just because of who you are to me, but others that I probably will, but you don't know who you are. Uh, so if you raise your hand and I don't unmute you, you'll know I was talking about you. Um, all right. You know I'm kidding. So welcome to the Prospecting Forum. Man, we had such a great year. We started these probably last May, and, and man, we had so many good home runs. Sometimes these are a bust. Uh, but other times, man, we've hit some real pay dirt. Those of you who have been watching us upload new information to our database on a regular basis have probably witnessed some of our live forum calls, and so uh, you've gotten to experience those. If you haven't yet, log in. It's good stuff. So let me just remind everybody what the goals of Blueprint Live, the prospecting forum, are. Uh, you, you know, y'all know Blueprint. We're a, we're a challenge the status quo company. We're always looking for a better way that's more efficient, uh, that, that will allow us to have more confidence and that we'll actually uh, pick up the phone um, and, and also be able to create a more fluid prospecting collaboration where we're talking more about the successes that you're having and other people can leverage that in their own space because we don't compete geographically. Um, and of course, be able to inject more creativity so that it's more fun for you, it's more fun for the people that you're reaching out to. Uh, it's funny how I can tell those people that are enjoying their prospecting efforts and, and those people that aren't, that, that it's like me and an exercise program uh, coupled with a diet. They just hate it, right, um, as opposed to just living this prospecting lifestyle, which we're going we're gonna to touch on a little bit here. Um, and. Uh, so, and also be able to leverage our support partners more effectively, even on the prospecting phase, right? And so, you know, if we're using things like ThinkHR and some of these innovative tools uh, that can help us get in front of people, then, uh, then then let's use that in the prospecting efforts. Not pitching a product, but but using the outcome that those things uh, create. Uh, obviously, capture better data on what is working most effectively. If y'all haven't, I know some of you have because we send it to you, uh, but, but on our website is our latest sales cycle dashboard that has better reporting capabilities built into it. So if you, if you want to track your numbers, some of you have to track your numbers and send them to us every week. Uh, others, if there's, I know there's some sales leaders on the call too. If y'all want to pull down the dashboard, it's, it's a very powerful way for you to have some real growth, growth transparency in your own life as a producer and then also as a sales leader having some transparency and uh, some forecasting capability in, in, in your world as well. So um, 
and of course we're we're doing this y'all we we're probably going to do 40 of these in 2017 uh, which is really exciting that's a that's a heavy commitment on our part but we're we're committed to uh, to actualizing the goals of, of blueprint live and as usual I typically start these off with just a just a little bit of just some prospecting coaching, uh, just something to leave you with and think about uh, before we dig into some content. We're gonna we're gonna we got some exercises for y'all to uh, to do today uh, for me to get some insight. Um, and, and so one of the thing is things is I've just noticed, uh, and this is something we've talked about before. Maybe just not using the same language to discuss it, but but I'm always looking at what's working better and ultimately why. Why is person A so much more effective than person B? And, and so much of it is just their mindset, right? When I look at, when we think about the, the, the prospecting topic uh, specifically, is th those people that are better prospectors, that, that they really own prospecting as a lifestyle, right? It's not something, it's not an event that they do, like like me and my my health uh, programs, right? There are things that I dread. I mean, ultimately, I want to eat what I want to eat, and I don't want to do heavy exercising, right? So so when I venture at doing that, it's it's painful to me to even think about it and get it going and that type of thing. Yet I think about Hannah, uh, and I know some of you on the call are the same way. Healthy living is not an event that you do from time to time trying to get to a certain place. It's a way of life for you. Prospecting is no different. For me, prospecting is a way of life. I am always prospecting. Even my subconscious mind is working in my favor trying to create opportunity around here, which is why we have so much opportunity flowing in the door at all times. It's because we're always thinking about it. Uh, we, we don't even think about it as selling anybody anything. We're, we always think about it as we've got good news for the right type of people. Um, for, for those people that are suffering from the problems we solve, man, we've got good news for you. Um, and, and so uh, it, it's not a grind for me. It's a lifestyle for me. When I think about uh, Demetra at Brinson who, uh, who came out of the furniture business that, that has just Done a, an amazing, built a huge book of business in ten years, R really large, unusually large book of business, and she is one of those people that uh, that, that just comes to my mind. Some of you have met her uh, on this call, some haven't, but but prospecting to her is a lifestyle. It's not something that she dreads or that she grinds over, right? And so she's a natural connector, and so I want to just plant that seed for you uh, as we. As you progress this year, do you perceive yourself as somebody that that's a lifestyle prospector, or, or is it something that really uh, the, the the thought of it kind of makes you not want to get out of bed in the morning? Uh, and, and so we need to start putting some things in place uh, to help you become more of a lifestyle prospector uh, instead of uh, an event prospector. So um, I want to take a little poll. So y'all are going to have to get a piece of paper handy. Um, and, and I want y'all to score yourselves. And when you're done with this, uh, I want you to raise your hand so that I'll know when everybody's complete. You don't have to write 
the question down. We're recording this. We'll send it out. We'll also send everybody out the presentation uh, today uh, so that you'll have it handy. Uh, and so I want you to just uh, just score yourselves on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, as to how good you are at, at each of these six components. Um, I, I have a coach as well. I've got several coaches, depending on what the subject matter is. This guy, uh, Michael Port, is actually a virtual coach. I've actually never met him, but he coaches me, and I pay him to. Um, how great is he? Uh, but he has a book called Book Yourself Solid, and, and Book Yourself Solid is about really standing on a strong foundation so that when you start your marketing efforts, you're really confident that it's going to hit pay for pay dirt for you revenue-wise. So I'm just leveraging some of, some of his language. But I want you to score yourselves on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being I know my ideal client type. Uh, 2 is I have a list of 200 ideal clients or prospects with the CFO's name uh, that, that, that you're operating from. Uh, 3 is I'm confident in my ability to get a CFO on the phone efficiently. Because remember, uh, the, the this is a lot of this is about getting people on the phone efficiently. We eat up so much time uh, from the attempt to conversation ratio. It takes so many attempts if we're not being smart about this uh, that compared to those that are being really smart about this. And so um, four is when I get a CFO on the phone, I have a story that compels a high percentage of people to meet with me. Um, that's an important thing, figuring that out for yourself. Uh, and, and so that was one of the things that, that I started with. When I started my business, I was like, man, I've got to know if I'm going to put all this work uh, into uh, trying to get somebody on the phone and scheduling an appointment, that, that when I get them on the phone, that, that I have something to say that will pique their curiosity or maybe plant some seeds of doubt about their, their current situation, not to hire me, but just to just to meet with me to have a more substantial meeting. So, um, and, and so understanding when you get a CFO on the phone or CFO or hire, whoever your ideal buyer type is, that you have a story that they go, you know, I, I would like to meet with you. Uh, and then number five is I know how many appointments I need each year. Uh, and ultimately, which is going to tell you how many appointments you need each month, which is going to tell me tell you how many appointments you need each week. Y'all, this is a big deal, especially you new producers that are on the call. That Those people that know exactly how many appointments they have each week, and even if I know some people on this call are amazing prospectors, right? I, I see your names. I know your abilities. What's more, that, that, that makes life easier for you. But the winner in the end of the day is not the person that's the most talented. That just makes it easier for you. The winner at the end of the day is that person that knows exactly how many appointments they need to have each week. And they don't leave at the end of the week without getting that done. It's so important. Um, and and that person is going to seize, is going to capture the flag uh, more so than even somebody with talent that the talent only takes you so far. You also have some decisions that you've got to make. I'm going to make sure that this gets done every day or this is it's just much less predictable and it's a hope strategy. Those of you who are sales leaders on the call, 
you, you need to know exactly how many appointments that your people need to be hitting, and, and you're coaching them uh, on the amount of effort they're putting in. Again, I'll refer back to the sales cycle dashboard. That should be a great resource for you to know how much you need to adjust the effort dial. Uh, and of course, we always want to work on getting better and better and better. So, um, and, and then six, that I'm committed to hitting my appointment goals each week. Uh, and, and so, I know some of you may, it may be hard for you to tell the truth on some of these things because it's, it's going to force you to do things differently. But I see one person has raised their hand that they've completed their score. If you've completed your scoring process, um, go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, we've got some other people that are uh, raising their hand. Okay. Got a few more that haven't uh, done it yet. All right. For those of you that are driving, don't I don't want you to do this while you're driving. You shouldn't be driving on this call. This this call's it's just too good. <laughs> all right, I'm going to give you all about 60 more seconds. All right, so that's a large enough sample size. Go ahead and put your hands down now um, so that I won't think you all are all pulling the Arnold Horse Shack wanting to, wanting to talk to me. Uh, all right, so now then, um, some of you, after filling this out, go, you know, you, you, you've noticed right away what your primary weakness is or even your primary strength. I, I'd love for somebody to raise their hand and, and that's willing to volunteer and just what was something that maybe uh, you realized uh, because you did this exercise that that is going to help you or that you feel like, man, I, I, I so struggle there that I, I need some help around it, right? So just anybody that would be willing to volunteer on uh, just raise your hand and uh, we'll talk through. Uh, something. This is the trust. It's the circle of trust, right? So, I'm not. I'll use fake names. From they're going to range from Elvis to Lady Gaga. So remember, this is a live forum. All right. So we got to take her. This is not Lady Gaga. This is Celine. When it comes to the prospecting world, she is to the prospecting world what Celine Dion is to singing. And so I have unmuted you, Celine. Okay. Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay. Um, thanks for the comparison to Celine Dion. That was very nice of you. Um, I, I have a few on here, but I think my biggest one is um, number two. I have a list of 200 ideal clients with the CFO's name. I definitely have a list um, 
but it's not fully profiled. And I will say that as I'm starting to um, drop more and, and try to have more targeted drops, that's definitely slowed me down a lot. Um, and it's just been a struggle of mine coming from a larger company that's had that in place for me. Um, and I think, I mean, that, that's what stuck out to me big time here is, is thinking back to my last like three weeks to a month of prospecting and dropping hardcore was the fact that at, late at night I had to sit in, in profile longer or um, stop and realize, oh, shoot, I don't have the person's name that I'm going to drop to and, by, and vice versa or not know them, not be able to look them up and find something interesting about them, which will in turn help me get the appointment. So I think that's something that I definitely just need to spend, you know, a good few hours or a day on or a few nights on when I get home from work and, and get that done. Yeah, I mean, think about uh, that how number three and number four, uh, especially number three, mm -hmm. Celine, you're great at number three, right? I would say of the people on this call, that would be a strength uh, of yours compared to others, which is so much of the battle, right, is, is getting people on the phone. Mm -hmm. and, and I think you in spades. Um, and so just think about how much more confidence you would have if you had a list of 200 that you go, you know what, I'm going to write eight or nine of these this year. I know I am. If right. you knew who they were. You know, so putting in that early time of having a list of 200, that, that this is also our biggest weakness here. We, we've just gotten spoiled with some of the coolest people that we work with. We've also wor worked with jerks in the past and we try to avoid them. We just don't know how to predict it. So creating our ideal target list becomes very difficult too. But thank you for sharing with that, Julie. I'd like to open it up to the forum um, and, and see if, uh, if some of these other people, uh, you raised your hand again, Celine. Oh, but you're still, sorry. You're, sorry. <laughs> you're still unmuted. Um, so I'd like to, some of those people that have done a, a really good job of building your list uh, and you have some confidence in it, would somebody mind uh, raising their hand and uh, kind of walking through just maybe what resource you used or resources that you used uh, to, to get that done? Or maybe you're in the process of building a list now and it's going smoothly. Um, That's what the forum is for, is for us to get on here and work together. Uh, so either everybody's struggling with it, or is there anybody on the call that feels like, you know, you've pretty well got that figured out. You use the list service. I don't care what it is. I know there's some people on the call that have this figured out well, because I know you, and I know your shop. Raise your hand. So, Julie, let me ask you, what type of resources have you used up until this point to try to figure that out? How many do you have? And, um, and you know, just kind of give us some sense of your current situation. So, I use, I use LinkedIn, I use the phone, um, and I use websites, really, is my three biggest. I will sometimes get on, like, Sunbiz and stuff, but I found that to be pretty outdated often. Um, so I try to stay away from that as much as possible. I would you say. You hop the, on. Sorry. You you kind of cut out. You hop on what sometimes, but it's outdated. Sunbiz. Sunbiz. <laughs> yeah, it might be a Florida thing. So it has like 
um, a company's profile, an FEIN number, headquarters, um, just like a profile of the company, but I find that to be outdated often. Now, what's outdated? The, the fact that the company exists or, or just the employee count, the contact person or what? Yeah, the employee count or contact person. If it's the CEO isn't the owner of the company or the CFO, you know, if it's not that, if it's a larger company, that is normally outdated. Okay. I think that's pretty common. And so, you know, let, let's say we were going to target each week of our 200, we're going to target 20 of them. And, and as a new person, you can do those kind of numbers. But mm -hmm. uh, And so at the beginning of each week, instead of this thing being so daunting, if we have our 20, we're going to call in. This is a pretty effective way uh, for us to that, that we found to get a name, to get the appropriate person. Uh, is to be able to, to call in and go, hey, Julie, my name's Chad Jenkins. Uh, I'm calling uh, because I'm going to send your CFO, Mark Watson, a letter. And I just wanted to make sure that Mark Watson was still the CFO. See, because you've got that name from the SunBiz. Mm -hmm. Typically, by the name. If you give a name, they're going to want to correct you. Um, and, uh, and then also, make sure that you have the accurate address. You could also even ask the receptionist, go, hey, look, what I'm going to send to him uh, uh, pertains to, really is only effective for companies that have more than whatever amount of employees your ideal client type has. And mm -hmm. according to my database, it shows you have 56 employees. Is that still a little bit accurate? Or would this be a waste of time for your CFO? That sounds good. That makes sense. So what we yeah. found is asking who the CFO was uh, is is less effective at them getting the, the answer than, than if you have a name. That that way they're like, oh no, he hadn't been the CFO here forever. Uh, it's been gosh, that's that's probably three years ago since he's left. Oh gosh, how embarrassing! Now who for who who is it? Do I need to send it? And again, it's about uh, I'm I'm going to send them a letter, right? The the less they sense that you're going to try to get in front of them now. Mm -hmm. better, more likely they are to give you a name. Yes. Uh, and so even at that point, your son biz, unless the list is so uh, outdated that the company doesn't even exist anymore, then I would probably switch to a, a Manta or something like that that might be a little more updated. That sounds good. That makes sense. Thank you. It actually makes dollars. Hey, anybody mm -hmm. else have any thoughts uh, for Celine as she gets out there rocking and rolling? Thank you, Julie. Yep. Anybody else that filled out the scorecard, anything jump out at them that you feel like, gosh, man, if I could, uh, if I could get a little, if I could raise my score on that, uh, would be awesome. And, and Dylan uh, is making the point also, Julie, that Manta has similar issues with info being outdated sometimes. I don't think. Unless we're over 100 lives and, and, and we're on my edge or free ERISA, even those are somewhat outdated, we're, we're going to have to do a little bit of work. That, that's why we're at such an advantage, y'all, if we have 200 ideal prospects and, and we've done the hard work of understanding who the, who the person that we're trying to get in front of in there is. But that, that's why it's such a bottleneck to growth. 
think about how much if you and I were in the same market and, and I knew uh, and, and our ideal client types were the same and, and I knew who I was trying to get in front of in that company, uh, how much better off I would be than you just wondering how you're going to figure it out. I'm at a tremendous advantage if I know who I'm trying to get in front of. I'm at a tremendous advantage. So uh, that's awesome. Thank you. I any other? Uh, okay. We got Dr. Miller. Um, I'm going to unmute you, Dr. Miller. In theory. Dr. Miller, you are uh, or live. Can you are you on a CB radio? Come on. I am. I am. That's how we do it out here. Um, <laughs> you know, so obviously, you know, leading a sales team, you know, we, I'm obviously working through all these things with our team. And one thing we've been focusing on a lot lately is number four um, of, you know, getting a CFO on the phone and having a compelling story to tell. And so we've right. been working on refining what that is and then making sure that every time we get a CFO on the phone that we say the exact same thing so we know um, if it's the script that's working or not working. So that's really yeah. what we're working on is trying to, to make sure that it's good and that, that we test it by saying it over and over and over again versus changing it every time so we don't know if it's what we're saying versus who we're talking to or whatever. People abandon, to your point, people abandon great ideas way too early. If it doesn't happen quick, then, then they're out. And sometimes that's the first try. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they'll try it one time and go, well, that didn't work. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even, you know, for us, you know, as we're refining it, you know, I would love to hear you know, what other people are using, if they're actually using a script, not just could wing it, but, you know, if there's other people out there that are using a specific script when they get a CFO on the phone, I would love to know what other people are saying. Yeah, okay, good. Let, let's, anybody out there using a script, I tip, as you know, Ryan, I don't typically script people. I'll give somebody, I'll give people parameters more so than a script uh, and, and different little tools to, do things, but uh, anybody got some insight for Ryan? And you could have heard a pin drop when Tommy stopped and locked the door. So Ryan, what are what are y'all saying now? Would you mind sharing that and see if that can stimulate the prospecting juices? That would be a really good question. Um, yeah, so uh, we have so what we were saying, and so this is what we've been refining. And so when we get somebody on the phone, uh, we've been working on our basically we break it down into like our thirty-second shot, which is what yeah. is the hook, and then once we hook them, then we ask for permission for about three more minutes to explain to them what it is we want to talk to them about. So, I like that. Uh, so what we had been saying was, uh, you know, hi, my name is Ryan with Centennial. Uh, we're an employee benefits advisory firm. CFOs come to us unable to measure the effectiveness of their benefit strategy, costing them a significant amount of money. Does this sound familiar to your organization as well? And then we'd be quiet. Right. 
And so if they say yes, then our, you know, our transition is, great, do you have three minutes for me to share what we're doing for CFOs like yourself? And then again, we wait for their response. But while we think that's okay, that 30-second or whatever, that first little part, we're trying to make it even more drastic. Like we literally want to drop a bomb on them in the first 30 seconds with a big issue, and hopefully it resonates with them. So that's what yeah. we're working on. Okay. No, that's good. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on some bombs that you're dropping? Things that you consistently say that they that that will open up some opportunity for you. Ding 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 ding. But this is good because let me tell you what I'm going to do. I do know people that are really good at this. And I'm going to have them, I'm going to invite them to the call, which for 2017, by the way, that's where we're going with these forums. I need more feedback from y'all. I'm trying to guess, and uh, sometimes I get it right and sometimes I don't. But uh, uh, Celine, I'm going to open it up. Ryan, I'm leaving you unmuted. Celine raised her hand. She's a prospecting rock star, so uh, you may have accidentally done that, Celine. No, I meant to. I don't know if I necessarily have an answer, um, but I, I'm looking for answers on this as well now that I'm in this new role because, uh, honestly, unless what I've just learned and I, I was having trouble my first four weeks or so setting many appointments, which where I came from before I was setting a ton, so it was a little frustrating. Um, and the only, I just recently started this week, I got three appointments, which is the most I've gotten in a week since I started, so I'm pretty excited about it. And when I look back to it, it's only because I'm doing very targeted specific drops. And I'm, I know that's probably not what you're looking to hear <laughs> because it's not just straight cold calling, but I haven't had any success just straight cold calling. Um, so I think Chad, here's some feedback from me as well is if there are people that just straight up cold call and are being successful doing it with no pre email or drop or anything like that, I'd be very interested to hear what they're saying as well because I have not had any success doing that so far. Well, tell well, us I about your five. I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. I was going to say, I should I am, we're not just cold calling either. So it, it is part of, you know, emails and drops. And so, yeah, I uh, that would be crazy to just try and cold call only. And second, yeah, before chat, I, talk, <laughs> I, I just want to know, if you really like the warm Southern California weather, and you like to set three appointments a week, there is an empty <laughs> office over here. <laughs> I'm in a nice warm area over here too. It, it just started, so hopefully my luck continues. But um, I think the reason, and, and I was the same at my previous position, is once I drop and once I do the research on the company, and that might be something you want to throw in in your first 30 seconds, and, and what I'm doing is just look something up with their mission or vision. And I throw that into my first 30 seconds. Like, hey, I, I, I realized after researching on your, on your company website that part of your mission is this, and I tie it back into something we are able to help with that. Um, and whether they care about that, and this is after I dropped cookies or a um, Turvis tumbler, like a cup with their alumni school on it or something, they feel obligated 
to, to give me some information and open up a little bit. And I kind of had that have the attitude after doing all of that, that, hey, you owe me. So I'm not going to get off the phone or stop emailing you until I get some type of information from you. Um, but I think being tar as targeted as possible, which it just takes an extra five minutes to jump on their company website and get that is, is really opening the CFO, CEO, or president's eyes to, to be like, okay, this girl's not just cold calling me and she didn't just drop something to me. She's doing some research on my company or me. So, Celine, you scheduled three appointments recently. Is there any live example, not to put you on the spot, and it doesn't have to be perfect, just some real example that, that you did that and we can hear it? Yeah, um, so one I just did, I just did the, um, this guy wasn't, he went to Alabama and the um, national championship was here. This was very easy and I'll give you another one after that, but um, I just said, you, hey, I'm sorry. Did you, call him did you call him before the game or after? <laughs> before, <laughs> before the game, so that might have helped me as well. <laughs> um, but I just said, I said, hey, Joe, this is Julie from JCD Insurance Consultants, and I always email them before I start calling them just so that they maybe see my my name. Um, and you may have seen my name before reaching out to you. I'm, I'm very interested in meeting with you because I think um, my, my company has some things that they can help with your business. And see what he says, and usually it's just, hey, Julie, and nothing. Um, <laughs> I say, are you excited? I just, I just break into to building some reports. Are you excited about the Alabama game being in Tampa? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, we're a huge Alabama fan. Oh, great. Um, are, you, are you able to go to the game or have you done any of the stuff around downtown? You know, just build that report up, get them to open up, and they answer. Um, and from there, I just straight ask for, for the, the appointment first. Um, did you get my drop shirt? And I just say, okay, do you have, do you have 15, 15 to 20 minutes next week or the week after for me to come down, introduce myself, and, and tell you a little bit about how um, – I've helped other CFOs analyze their benefit spend differently. Um, that's returned about 2% to their bottom line in turn. And um, if they say no, I say, is it the timing or are you not? Like, I try to get more information out of them on why they won't be with me. And from there, I just keep asking. I just say, okay, well, hey, Joe, um, in this business, relationships matter, and there's no way I can start a relationship with you if I haven't yet met you yet. Is there any way I can just come in 15, 20 minutes, introduce myself to you, and get to know you and your business a little bit more? Um, I just think persistent pays off, especially if I'm telling them I know a little bit about them in the beginning and that I've dropped something to them. They're much nicer to me, and I think that's what gets it. Um, now, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I could be wrong in the fact that, and we'll see how these, these appointments pan out, um, but I'm confident enough in going into that appointment with, with my owner um, and delivering something of value to get them intrigued. Um, it, it could go and he could just say, hey, I just wanted to get to know you, but I doubt it. The CFO is a CFO of a 180 employee company. Is he gonna just waste 20 minutes of his time to get to know me? I'm not quite yeah. sure. Um, so You would have to sing Ave Maria at the very yeah, least. Exactly. Um, and so, another yeah. example, I just flat out said, hey, I noticed on your mission that um, making sure that your employee, it was something along the lines of making sure their employees stay because they want to treat them like family. Um, and I, it tied that into the fact that your benefit program is one of the biggest ways to get them to feel that way or to make sure that they do stay. What are you doing um, with your benefit program to, you know, hook your employees into staying? And they sit there and like, huh, I don't know, we just, we offer benefits. 
And I, and I just, in return, responded, and do you know what that's doing? Do you know what if your employees like or don't like about that? You know, is, do you have any benchmarking tools um, to tie that into why they're staying, if that has anything to do with it? What if you could save two more employees a year because of um, just knowing what your employees think about this or want from it? And it makes them think, and again, I've already tied into their mission and have dropped to them before, so they're willing to meet with me. Um, I think, I think, Julie, what you're talking about, it's what Nigel on one of the calls talked about, this principle of reciprocity, right? You've right. spent some time doing a drop that was meaningful, and you've looked on their website, and they're going to reciprocate with you in, in a small way or a big way, just depending on who they are, right? And so uh, I, I love that. Ryan, do you, did, did that help you think maybe somehow? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's great, and it's you know, it's something um, you know to consider, you know, to con you know, continually consider, you know, as we're reframing and reframing and reframing. You know, for us here, we feel like um, the less small talk has seemed to work uh, in the past. Um, yeah. But you know, again, you know, nothing has worked consistently enough to to say a yes or no to. Okay. All right, hey, that was awesome, though, Celine. That was great. Uh, hey, I'm going to open it up to, uh, to Grace. Grace, I see your hand up. I'm going to unmute you in theory. All right, Grace, you're live. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so I actually talked to Julie this week. Hi, Julie. Um, and I was kind of going through motions with her because we're kind of in the same boat being millennials and all that jazz. Um, so I think what's really worked for me, and this could kind of be sexist, um, is I've kind of gone through our current clients and I've looked at what we're really good at. And I think this was two weeks back, Chad, you kind of mentioned selling. So based on the types of businesses that we work with, I've kind of been going after those. And just yeah. as a visual for those clients to, or those prospects to see who our clients are, it's kind of a foot in the door for me to say, hey, we're really great at construction. This is what we can do. Um, can I sit down and meet with you? And that's been going really well for me, too. I got three appointments this week, too. Yay, that's awesome, Grace. I, hey, and, and any of y'all that have spent time with me, you know I believe in the vertical. Uh, I, I live and die by it. Uh, I think everybody should have one. And, and there's an established grapevine. Uh, I grew... When I started my business in 2005, and I was rock fire, I had a non-compete when I left Marshberry. I couldn't call on people that were existing clients, and I mean, I grew my business so quickly just because I knew the industry and I could tell their story for them. And and man, I highly recommend it. And I think if you stick with that strategy, Grace. You're just going to do better than those that don't have it. Uh, I would totally agree. I, uh, and also, I just for everyone on the call, I just moved to a whole other state across the country three months ago. So I know absolutely nobody, which kind of works in my favor because I'm not as embarrassed to make phone calls. But um, I think it also helped me. And what I have been doing is we have like an employee benefits overview communication piece. And it's basically just a summary of what we do for our clients on um, – like who their health provider is, who their dental provider is, and we have a really nice packaged kind of four-page opening document. 
and I've put the company's logo that I'm going after on it because everyone likes to see their own logo. Um, and I've just sent that to them as a warm, hey, this is our company. They see my my logo of our company, and then I call in it within three three days that I've mailed it to them. Love it. That's great. That's awesome, Grace. And, and Ryan, she's she was born and raised in the OC. Uh, <laughs> Then, by way of New Mexico, ended up in Butcher Holler, Kentucky, where Loretta Lynn is. So, just to give you an idea, I love it, Grace. Thank you. Good stuff. Anybody else have any questions, thoughts, uh, good things to add? All right, going once, going twice, three times a lady. All right, I love you all. Raise your hand if you love me back. For those of you who are going to be on our initial meeting call, we're about to roll.